Welcome, everybody, to the Disney Co. In the Know podcast, our ideal Disney Day series. I am Bruce Beal, owner of 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, and this video is a continuation of the series where uh, we talk with our Disney Co. In the Know contributors about what their ideal Disney Day is. I have asked them to choose one resort, two restaurants, and three attractions that they must have um, to complete their ideal day at Disney. So before I introduce our guest for today's show, this episode is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, Disney and Universal experts who help plan your family's perfect vacation. So all you have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. As always, our services are free to you. Visit us on the web at www.407vacations.com. And if you'd like to participate in the discussion and join us, um, join our Monday night live videos over on Facebook. They, we have them every Monday night at 7.30, and they are for you, the listener and the viewer, so you can chime in, join the discussion, and ask your vacation Q, uh, questions. So join us Monday nights at 7.30 on Facebook Live. So today's guest is Disney Co. in the know contributor, Val Inslee. Val, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Hi, good. Thanks for having me again. I am uh, really looking forward to uh, hearing your ideal Disney day. I know you've given it some thought, and um, I think our listeners and viewers are going to greatly benefit from hearing what is on your list. So let's just go ahead and get started. Val, uh, I asked you to choose one resort um, that would be your ideal Disney stay. So uh, what resort did you choose? I picked Boardwalk. The Boardwalk Inn. Okay, good. And uh, what, what led you to the Boardwalk? Okay, the Boardwalk is centrally located between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So it's like a quick little walk to either. And then there's so much stuff on the back end of the Boardwalk um, with the ice cream shop and really good bars and restaurants. So then it feels like the Disney magic can extend even further because there's so much to do literally right out the back door. Um, not to mention it's just got a cool, like loungy feel to it. Like the yeah. bars inside of it are really laid back. They've got like very cushy chairs. It's like a nice place. I've never actually stayed. So it's just like a respite for me when I have been there and I'm, I would be really excited to check out a room. Yeah. Um, and, and Val, a couple of, uh, good qualities that the boardwalk in has is, um, is the location between uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So so kind of walk us through the location and kind of the benefits of being there on the boardwalk. So if you go right outside the boardwalk door and head to the right, you can head to Holly or I'm sorry, you can head to Epcot and it's I'm I would get, venture to guess it's maybe 10 minutes. It's right there and it leads you right to the port of entry in the back of the um oh my gosh, International Gateway. Name? Thank you. I was like what is what is the name? <laughs> Um, so it pops you out right there. So it puts you right between France and, um, the UK. So it's a right. really quick walk. So that's really great, especially if you have kids maybe, and you're trying to take a break. I mean, your resort is right there. So like, it's a very quick, you don't have to wait in line for a bus and go through a different mode of travel. Like, honestly, it's right there. Also, you've got boats that can take you, um, right outside the back door to, uh, Hollywood studios and to, um, Epcot. So if you don't feel like walking, you've got a whiny child, whatever it is, you're tired. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. And, um, and Val, uh, one, one benefit of the boardwalk, um, that, um, is, is fairly new is the addition of the Disney Skylander 
Skyliner gondola system. So uh, for guests who don't want to uh, walk over to Hollywood Studios, they can take the, the gondola system. So have you ridden the gondola system? And if so, what has been your experience with it? Um, I have ridden it. Um, I really like it. I think, um, I don't know, like I'm not afraid of heights, so that part didn't bother me. I do think that they come down, they seem like they come really fast into the stations, <laughs> but that's just, I mean, it, everything is safe, but you, you will be like, oh, I'm going a little too fast, but they're really convenient. How nice is it to like walk outside of Hollywood Studios and hop on the gondola and get somewhere? It's so, it's so nice. And then of course, as I've mentioned many times on the show, I'm a huge Ratatouille fan. So the fact that it goes like when you go into Epcot, it goes right by the Ratatouille ride makes me very happy. Yeah. Um, Val, have you seen photos or, or seen in person from your time hanging out at the boardwalk, those two incredibly like creepy chairs that are in the lobby, they're kind of famous and they're like, they're like these kids that have been formed in the chairs and they're like, I have not. Seen yeah. Those. Okay. So Google search that. I'll tell you what, in the comment section below, I'll put a photo of them. Uh, so oh, our no. listeners and viewers can see it is the strangest thing. Um, but even, even the pool at the boardwalk is, is a little funky with the, uh, the, the slide that goes into the pool, um, uh, that pool is called the uh, Luna Park Pool, and it has a clown that you um, those riders coming through the slide end up in um, coming through the clown's mouth. So um, really kind of uh, an interesting setup at the boardwalk, but I honestly couldn't agree more uh, about you, like why the benefits of staying at the boardwalk. Um, it yeah. is close to those parks. It is a deluxe um, resort. You, you're getting high quality. The rooms are really pretty. And it's set at, you know, turn, turn of the century um, into the 20s. And overall, I think just a terrific resort. So um, any anything else that uh, you want to say about the boardwalk? Yeah, it has that kind of like that ragtimey feel to it. If yes. I could be like, like it, like it feels like parasols and like long, yes. long walks on the beach. Like it's just, it, it works really, really well. And you have a beautiful view of the Yacht and Beach Club right across the way. So, so true. If you've got some like sand and some really cool things to look out, um, out past the water. Just a lot there. It's really pretty. Right. And um, you had said about how the, the benefits of staying there if you have uh, kids and just the location of the parks. But um, even like uh, on nights where um, you're at an Epcot late for a party or like New Year's Eve, it's a it's a great, um, you know, great resort to be able to walk out World Showcase and end up right at your resort. You don't have to catch a bus or anything. Absolutely. So. All right. Excellent. So. Um, so you're waking up Val at the boardwalk in, you're hanging out. Where are you going next? What's, um, what's the first park of the day? I think the first park of the day, I think we're hitting up my personal favorite animal kingdom. Good. Okay. Yes. So of course. Yeah, <laughs> that is, uh, that's my, my favorite too. Um, so what are you doing? Uh, what's your attractions over at animal kingdom? So animal kingdom Everest is my first attraction. Okay. So like I've said many times, I've been on it a bazillion times and it's great for single riders. It's great for, um, people like thrill seeking. I think it's a good, um, roller coaster for kids that maybe haven't been on a lot of roller coasters. Cause it's not that scary of a drop, I guess. Maybe I, I judge people's <laughs> experience, but, um, yeah, I just, I think that ride is so well themed. It's so well done. 
Um, I never get tired of it. So, of course, it has to be in my three pick. Absolutely. And, Val, um, is Expedition Everest the best roller coaster? Not best attraction, but best roller coaster on property. I'm thinking like a rock and roller coaster, a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, but where where would you rank Expedition Everest? I don't. It's pretty up there. It's pretty. It's I. Uh, it's that's hard. They're all they're all very very different. Yes. Um, but yeah, I would say I would say so because I if I'm thinking about this as like my ideal thing, I get upset if I don't get on Everest. I'm not upset if I don't get on Toy Story Mania. Sure. So we'll spoiler, say yes, spoiler, spoiler, huh? It's the best. <laughs> yeah, I I think the best too, and I love the views at the top of the hill as you're going up the mountain. Um, you can check out all of Disney property. You can um, see into Orlando, and it's it, gorgeous it, at night. It's so pretty at night. Yes. Different ride at night. Yeah, I totally agree. It adds that extra element, and if it's at night, um, you can't even tell that the Yeti's broken, right? Right, which I've never ridden it with the Yeti working, so, so who am I to miss anything? Right, I've only seen quo. videos of it, and it looks pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it worked? It works? Win. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Uh, I, I, I think the drop is, is a little bit intense. Uh, I love going backwards. Um, I think that is an intense part of that attraction. And, and you had mentioned how great the queue is um, and how detailed it is. There's a lot of hiking, um, memorabilia and equipment, and, and animal scat if you're looking to see what type of animals are on the side of the mountain. Um, but do, do you have advice on uh, fast passing this, or, or should people wait in the queue, um, or single rider the way to go? I think um, I think the way I always do, I always fast pass it. Um, because the wait does get pretty long. Like it is a pretty popular attraction in Animal Kingdom. And when you think about thrill rides in Animal Kingdom, there aren't a ton. So this one gets a lot of attention. Um, so, and people love roller coasters. So that's sure. a whole other beast. But the roller coaster <laughs> is always very popular. Right. So I would fast pass it so you get a bit of the queue. You can see a bit of it. You're going through it a lot quicker, but you do get to see a lot of like the Tibetan. Um, like uh, statues and prayer flags and things like that, which are really neat. Yeah. Um, and then if you really loved it and you want to experience again, that single rider line is tucked back there for you and you and your friends. So yeah. You'll ride it with your friends again, but um, you can definitely experience the ride all over again. Val, I think that is uh, great advice for listeners. That would be my advice as well. Fast pass this attraction and then get back in the single rider line. I think it has a great um, gift shop at the end of the attraction. You know, it's it's Disney, so every ride ends with a, with a gift shop. Uh, but I think the gift shop is great. It has some really good merchandise options in there. And as you said, the, uh, the, the prayer flags everywhere, just the entire theming over there in front of the attraction makes this, I think, uh, an elite attraction at Disney. Absolutely. It's so, fantastic. So are there any other attractions? You got to pick three attractions for your I ideal Disney day. Are there any other attractions at the Animal Kingdom while you are there um, that was on your list? Yep, we're taking a short walk to the right to go to <laughs> Finding Nemo the Musical. <laughs> so, so, so tell me about the musical. Is, okay, so this is another thing that I get super upset if I miss it. It's not a Disney. It's not a day for me in Disney unless I've seen Finding Nemo the Musical, which is so sad, but so it's so good. It is. It is the best show on property. Anyone can fight me. Do it in the comments. I'll have a conversation with you. <laughs> uh, yes, please do because I, I want to see that. Yeah, but it it's just fantastically done. It's just like um, it's definitely on a Broadway caliber. The performers yeah. are actually singing. It's all live. Um, the costuming is beautiful. 
Um, they incorporate just really like larger than life props to really bring that story to life. Like things open and it's like all of the, the things in the bottom of the ocean. And then Nigel, the giant, uh, pelican is literally a giant pelican and when he first comes literally and when he first comes out you think oh my this is not happening (laughs) um i just remember being so surprised saw him and like the music is just so good and like nemo is so amazing as it is yeah and to see this story retold you know in 45 minutes with some really catchy and fun songs and just those amazing performers i mean it is it is so, so good. I cannot yes. wait for them to open so I can go back. Right. Um, I I think this is a fabulous choice. Um, it's great for, for parents and kids. It's a show that everybody can enjoy. Um, and even if you're not really into musicals or shows, at least this attraction is 45 minutes um, in the dark and in air conditioning. So if you're not a fan, please take your kids there or other family members who are interested because at least you're going to get 45 minutes in air conditioning out of the sun. So Maybe a quick nap if you're really not into it. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. So Val, good choice. All right. So after uh, you, you, you head on over to Animal Kingdom, you ride Expedition Everest, you cool off and you watch a great show over at uh, Finding Nemo the Musical. Where are you heading next? We're going to Hollywood Studios for Toy Story Mania. All right. T- talk to me about why you chose Toy Story Mania. Okay. So Toy Story Mania is always something I try to fast pass um, in the mornings. I love to start my days at Hollywood Studios at Toy Story Mania. So um, just a really fun ride. A great queue. I, I remember the first time being there and realizing that the room that you're in is supposed to be like Andy's bed, like, and all the games that are propped yes. up and like you're shrunk to like toy size, of course. And I, I just thought, I mean, nothing again, anytime you do something the first time in Disney, it just takes your breath away. Cause they, it, it's all in the details. Um, so I was just so blown away by that queue the first time I went through it. And, um, actually I was looking through my first Disney trip and I would say that there's at least 40 pictures in the Toy Story <laughs> Mania queue. I was just so impressed. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, so Val, let me, and then, oh no, go ahead, please. No, and then I was just going to move on to the ride, but go ahead. Oh no, what I, all I was going to ask is, um, this, this attraction was at Disney's Hollywood Studios well before Toy Story Land was built. But I think the attraction in the queue only got better um, with the addition of Toy Story Land. For whatever reason, it enhanced the attraction in the queue. Um, do you agree, disagree? And if so, uh, you know, why? Absolutely, it enhances it. Because when you walk through the Toy Story Land and Woody welcomes you, you're already like, quote, the size of a toy. Like you, those giant footprints on the ground that are supposed to be a kid, those, the roller coasters going through Andy's backyard, there's already, you're already in that mindset. So to hop into this building and be in kind of like the world of games, like, yeah. and I love board games so that there's all those traditional board games become the ceiling and, you know, and you've got like little Candyland pieces and the, and the barrel of monkeys and all those stuff that, you know, you've grown up with and remember seeing in the movie come back to you. Um, so I just think it makes it so much better. Like it just, Toy Story Land itself is super immersive and it's super fun and there's not a lot over there, right? right? But you love to be in it because it is such an experience. Yeah. And for for our listeners and viewers who have not had the opportunity to ride Toy Story Mania, uh, describe the attraction. What is it that um, those on the attraction do and what makes it so great? 
So it is like a, like a carnival game. So it's like you sit down and you have your own little like pull string system and they like toss you around this cool little riding vehicle and you, you know, turn, make turns and you go through different games, like carnival games. So like you'll be throwing pies at one section, you'll be doing, um, darts and hitting plates, another section, and it's all little games. And then within the games, if you've been there enough, you know, like what to look for. There's like secret little bonus items that you can hit and, um, that will open up and give you lots of extra points. So then, um, for me, that's been really fun to like learn. I used to just like love to do it because it was really immersive and fun. And like the shooting was pretty accurate and the characters are talking to you and that seems really fun. And then, like, there's this whole other element of, like, of course we put secret levels in there because we are Disney. <laughs> right. And and because we know what we're doing. So, right. like, also look for those. And I, so, I seem to never be able to to open up, like, these secret, like, uh, screens and uh, You have to get your points. partner on board. And yes. you can't do it alone. You have to be like, we have to aim for this. Listen to me. Yeah. And they're either... Um, when I wrote it with our contributor, Evan, Evan was like, we're doing this. I was like, oh, yeah. absolutely. And we... Those are the... Those were the highest scores I've ever gotten on that ride because yeah. we were both like, oh, we know exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are, are better at that game than I am. So uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's just a well and it doesn't it's not super quick. So like you feel like you got like you play like six or seven different screens. So you're like moving around. So it's not something that you're like, oh, I did all of that. And it was like a two minute ride. No, it's much longer than that. Right. So. And if you've got like just the spirit of like a little bit of friendly competition, I think always makes everything better. So, right. um, you know, I really, I really enjoy it. I think it's just, it's a top notch game. It is. It is a lot of fun. You know, uh, the average wait is it, without a fast pass is probably about 45 minutes, maybe 60 minutes, maybe on average. 40 to, yeah, I would say. Yeah. And, um, I think it's worth it. I would try to get a fast pass for this, but you know, right now Hollywood studios has so many different attractions, uh, even thrill attractions that getting a fast pass for this, um, you know, you're going to have to weigh that between other, other major attractions, but, um, this, it, the, the weight is fine. Um, it's air conditioned. You're in the bedroom, with, as you say, all the toys and games and you are shrunk down the toy size. So I couldn't agree more that, um, this is an, a great attraction for our listeners and viewers to do. So, um, so excellent. Okay. Let's, uh, let's move on. We have not talked about the, the two restaurants that, um, you have picked out to to eat at during your day, your ideal Disney day. So let's go ahead mm -hmm. and talk about um, those two restaurants. Okay, so my first pick was Be Our Guest. Yes, over at the and Magic Kingdom. Over at the Magic Kingdom, just for the sheer fact that there um, is something about someone in my age bracket growing up with Beauty and the Beast like that. I had my birthday dinner there, not this, not COVID year, but last year. <laughs> And, um, it was truly, it was truly magical. And, um, there was just something about being able to meet the beast in his study and like the, the cherubs on the ceiling and like the entire back window is enchanted and looks like you're, you know, in the French mountains and it's snowing and like each room has its own sort of ambiance. And, they've done a really good job of making you feel like you're definitely in a part of that movie. Yeah. And like I said, for people that like grew up with it, it was a very big deal for me to eat there. Sure. I was very, very excited. Yeah. I will say for those who don't know, it is a bit on the ritzier side and the pricey side. Yep. So this is definitely something, this is not like an average, Oh, it's Tuesday. Let's go get dinner. Like I said, it was a birthday dinner. Like we were yes. splurging. 
So my whole, my whole group needed to splurge. Yeah. Um, they do have a quick service that I don't know a whole lot about that goes through the day where you could at least see it, but honestly to sit down and eat there and really get the whole experience and the service was incredible. I just, I couldn't say enough about it. Like it was really a, a, like kind of like a Disney magic moment. It is. This restaurant is so beautiful on the inside. Um, And to your point about uh, the dining options, they have moved to a... um, um, a predetermined menu, uh, a selected menu. Um, and the price is about $70 per adult now. So, um, they have moved in that direction. Um, they were serving breakfast for a little bit, but I think it's, uh, primarily uh, a set course, a lunch and dinner. So definitely, mm-hmm. definitely a, a great place to, to go celebrate, or, you know, if that's in your price range, great. Um, but you definitely are paying for, you know, the, not only the food, but the environment and the aesthetic and, and just just how beautiful um, the inside of this this restaurant really is. So it is, and it's incredible. Like if you even have an inkling that you might want to see it, like don't miss it. Like really budget that in there and splurge because, like it was it was honestly it was it was seriously magical. I could not <laughs> have asked. I was seriously absolutely blown away. Yeah. And then I just got up and started like exploring the other rooms, just right. curious what they look like. People are eating. I'm like, what's in here? <laughs> Uh, I think that I think that is uh, good advice, and that was a good pick. So uh, let's talk about your your other selection. What was the other restaurant? I think I'm going to butcher the way this is pronounced, but I think it's Trattoria El Forno. Okay, good. I think so. Yes. I'm going to speak Italian. And where, um, where where can we find this? This is actually back at the boardwalk. We come full circle on my day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go back to the boardwalk. This has a character breakfast that yes. is. Um, is the only place where you could actually meet the princes. So um, you can meet Flynn Rider yep. and I forget the other one. Do you remember? Um, other uh, the other prince, other than Flynn Rider. I know you can yeah, meet it's the tangled, tangled and characters. some other character. Uh, I'm bad. I'm so sorry. Actually, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, no, no, no. You're good. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the other ones as well. It's not original but characters, it's only, right? It, it's what? It's not original characters. Right. No, 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 okay. no. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm blanking, but they have no, a really good, good character breakfast where you can meet princes and I don't remember the other prince. <laughs> um, but the food venue is delicious for breakfast. And then also they turn into like a really great, um, traditional Italian fare for the evening. Um, which sometimes, you know, you need a carb load for all that walking. So right. it's nice to sit down and have a nice glass of red wine and some heavy sauce, um, so yeah, the food is incredible and like the ambiance is just really neat and there's always a line like with a lot of, t- like when they open, um, for dinner service, there's always a line that forms on the boardwalk for people to get in. So without reservations, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Good selection. So, so Val, uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to talk about or any other advice, uh, that you would give about your ideal day at Disney? No, I just, um, I mean, factor in the amount of time that you have to travel park to park. Park hopping is not for the faint of heart. So there is a lot of movement in between and sometimes it can eat a lot of your day. So make sure you just weigh that out if it's worth it for you and your group or you and your family to, to be motoring between the parks because that does eat up some time. And if you're just all about the Disney moment, then, um, maybe not do that, but also picking a resort that allows you the flexibility to kind of walk to something can be huge. So oh, it's I in agree. the price tag for that, but my goodness, is it just so convenient. 
Yes. Like to spend an entire day at another park, grab the bus back, and then be like, you know what? We're going to go over to Epcot and have a few drinks and watch their fireworks. Right. So Location is key well. uh, with Absolutely. Disney Resorts. Absolutely. 100%. Totally agree. Well, Val, thanks for uh, joining us and being on uh, this uh, series of Disney Co. in the know. Um, I appreciate all of the thought that went into uh, you coming up with your ideal Disney day. And I absolutely think that our listeners and viewers will, will be able to uh, take what you said um, and, and help them, you know, formulate what it is that will make their family's ideal Disney day. So, um, so thanks Val, for thanks me. again for being on the show. So folks, um, you can catch our podcast on Facebook, iTunes, and YouTube. Um, and remember that every Monday night over on Facebook live, we have a listener viewer show where, where you get to type in, uh, your comments and your insights and ask any of your vacation, uh, questions and we'll get those answered live on the air. So, um, as always, um, if you are looking to book, um, your family's Disney or Universal vacation, um, please visit us on the web at www.forestandvacations.com and we'll get you linked up with a travel agent to help plan your family's perfect vacation. So, so folks, thanks a lot for watching, uh, hit subscribe and like to this video that helps us create more content, um, and keep bringing this content to you. So folks stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you on the next show.